January 27th through the 28th, 2001. B and I were both excited to get back into the cave and get to work. I figured with about four hours work, we could be in and see what was on the other side. We had arranged to borrow a DeWalt cordless drill to bring with us. We also had masonry bits to drill with, sledgehammers, two of which, to break up the rock, bull pins to insert into the drill holes, and a few other tools that we ended up not using. Getting the tools down to the work site proved to be a challenge. One of us would climb down the rope and stop at a ledge or a good resting place. Then the other person would lower the tools. We kept repeating this routine until we got to the bottom of the cave. Then we had to drag the tools to the hole. It took about an hour to finally get to work. B took the first turn at the hole. After an hour of exhausting work, we could tell that we were not going to get through in one session. We kept trading off until we worked ourselves into a sweat. One would take a break and get some food and water, while the other one went to work. The routine went like this. To begin work, we had to get down on our knees and do our best to avoid smacking our heads on the ceiling. Working in this awkward position, we would drill into the wall around the hole. That was difficult work. We really had to push on the drill, and it was still slow progress. Then we inserted the bullpen into the hole and hammered on it until the rock broke up. Then we would repeat the process. Now, to give you an idea of how slow it went, the typical size rock that we would break off was about fingernail size. If we broke off a large piece, about one-third the size of my palm, it was cause for celebration. From time to time, for variety, we would just wail on a good chisel with a five-pound sledge. That, too, was slow progress. The problem with the sledge was that we couldn't take a good swing because of the tight quarters. Even though we spent many hours and several trips working on the hole, we never did find better techniques for widening it. The drill bullpen hammer got the best results for our efforts, and we came up with some crazy ideas for breaking up the rock. Everything from TNT, never seriously considered of course, to hauling a generator to the mouth of the cave and running an extension cord down to a jackhammer. We even thought about using liquid nitrogen to freeze the rock to make it more brittle. Well, regardless. After a couple of hours of hard work, we realized that, with our limiting factor, it was going to be how it was going to be. It was about then that our first battery met an abrupt death. We had a second battery, so we swapped them out. The second battery lasted a little longer because we hammered and chiseled a little more often and a little longer each time. Finally, after about three more hours of drudgery, the second battery died, and we decided to call it a night. <laughs> wow, well, we could tell that we had done some work in the cave, but, but it wasn't much. For the first time since we got in the cave, we sat back again, and we took a break. It was nice to check out the results of our hard work. But then after, we started noticing howling again. It seemed to be a little louder than the last time we were there. We just figured the wind was blowing a little stronger outside. But what we could not figure out was the rumbling. It too seemed to be louder and more frequent. This time we could not attribute the noise to trucks. The road that the trucks drove on was not very busy to begin with. At that time of night, it should have been dead. 
Yet the rumbling continued. It seemed to be coming from deep within the passage. B said he would ask some veteran cavers what could be causing the noise. We didn't spend a lot of time admiring our work. We still had to haul the gear up and out of the cave. Actually, we left some of it in the cave. It was still difficult work. What made it worse was that, well, we were both exhausted. Our original plan was to be done with this cave and hit a couple of other caves in the area the next day. Instead, we decided to crash at a nearby motel, charge up the drill batteries, and then go back to the mystery cave. My journal goes on at length about the night after we left the cave. We got a room, dinner was excellent, I didn't sleep good despite the fact that I was exhausted, etc. We both slept in so we got a late start back into the cave. The second day working on the cave went about the same as the first. We worked until both batteries were dead again. We were still not even close to getting through. And what's more, the howling and rumbling continued as the day before. 